Welcome back. Special episode time. We got that Star Wars saga. We're going to do a saga on the Sixers. But first things first, let me introduce the guys that are going to go on this journey with me through space and time. Got my guy Joe, Savjean, LaRusso. What up, what up? Excited to talk basketball, Ben Simmons, the Sixers, all that. All that jazz, and we not talking about Utah. And then I got Brandon, Mr. King of Jazz, over Yo, here. What's up? Nothing much, man, you know, just out here. Like I said, we got this saga episode. We're going to talk about the process and what happened after the process. But let's start kind of when the process ends. I think we could all agree it was when Jimmy got traded to the Sixers from the T-Wolves. A lot of tanking, a lot of tough times for Philly fans, and trust me, we empathize with that out here in Chicago because wasn't always so hot as a Bulls fan recently. And so they got Jimmy. Team was looking good. High expectations. Simmons, Jimmy. Then they get Embiid, Tobias. Got Tobias That was like as well. the final you know, Infinity Stone in the gauntlet. Yeah, Infinity Stone in the gauntlet, exactly. And then fast forward a little bit later, we talking about a little double doink action with Kawhi. Tough times. I mean... Realistically, I don't even know how life would be right now. How would the uh, butterfly effect affect us right now if <laughs> Kawhi didn't double think that in terms of his legacy? Drake would probably be in shambles right now. Let's be real. <laughs> that happens, and then Jimmy leaves. Obviously, Jimmy leaving was huge. I mean, we could talk a little. You guys want to talk a little bit about why he left? Uh, it just seemed like they didn't know how to use him, or at least the coaching staff and what Jimmy Butler said tried to, like, I guess maybe like control him in a way. He was he was quoted on the JJ Reddick podcast as saying that they said that they would only bring him back if they could control him. And when he got wind of it, he didn't want to know part of the team. So if that's how you run an organization, I mean, it just it seemed like it was flimsy to begin with. They they didn't really have the the infrastructure to keep that core together. Yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, obviously, it's changed a lot too because after that whole fiasco with Jimmy, him saying essentially, "There's no leader of the team." They're having film sessions. No one's even talking basketball in a film session. They're, they're like you said, they're talking I mean, about just coming from a, a Tibbs scenario in Chicago, and then going back, you know, into Minnesota. Like you just Tibbs situation. Tibbs situation. Like you know, and like he's a you know he was picked like thirtieth. Like he came from you know the slums. Like you know he had to work himself. So like literally again, the slums, homeless. At so a point, like so. so like that's why like that was his problem with you know I mean Wiggins has turned into a pretty productive player, but at the time you could see like why Jimmy just was a little frustrated with these guys that were number one picks and just. You know, just seeing things differently compared to Jimmy, who just worked for things, and and I it mean, was an age thing because yeah. Jimmy's almost an old head. He grew up with Rose and Joakim Noah, and he's almost of a different. I mean, Tibbs than, is is an older Tibbs school an old coach, coach. Yeah. and that's why he that's what the mentality he had, and that's just you know it just it's there's no right or wrong way to do it, but you just see like why he thought Miami was probably a better fit for Jimmy and his whole thing. Yeah, they run their operation nah. like a military outfit. You know, you got to have a certain body fat. You got to be able to run, yeah. like, at least, like, probably, like, eight miles just to, like, get through the first practice. Like, that that's a completely different vibe to all the other places he was at outside of Chicago when Tibbs was running that shit. And I'm sure, yeah, so it, it definitely made sense to not stick with Philly when Ben Simmons is already kind of a weird guy to play with. Like, they both need the ball to succeed, and – it, it just seemed like they couldn't both coexist. I feel like Simmons doesn't need the ball to succeed, in my opinion. He well, thinks that, he does. It was ben more, Simmons thinks so he does. So this is ben more of, he I, think, I think the office, the team, besides probably Embiid, was intimidated the way he handled Cat 
in that practice. And I think they were just intimidated by the personality of Jimmy. And that's probably why I went to Miami. Obviously, this is a little bit more inferring speculative. and speculative. But, I mean, like I said, Pat Riley's been around. Eric Spolster's won championships dealing with the big three of Bosch, D-Wade, LeBron. So it just made an easier fit for him and it made the decision easier. But obviously, the Sixers flipped it around and moved on. So got Maury, got old school coach, supposedly, and Doc Rivers. Well, that's where, like, when they get them next last year, they start the year with the whole new regime where they get Daryl Morey, they have Doc, and it's like, now, all right, like, let's see what we can do. And Morey, the whole offseason, was pretty adamant. They're like, no, like, I think Simmons and Embiid are good. He kept having a bunch of data trying to support that Simmons is a good player. But then three weeks into the Tweeting season. Tweeting out a little bit here and there. Yeah, he was trying know. to tweet. Three weeks into the season, Twitter fingers. Harden becomes available. And, like, next thing you know, it's like, oh, Simmons, you're going to Houston. It, it seems like a done deal. The d- trade falls through. And I feel like there's just, like, a sort of sour taste in both of their mouths. I feel like the whole rest of the season where Simmons already feels like they don't want him. And Maury might be, like, Or like, thinks you know, he's expendable. Yeah, and that's why now it just – and then you go into the playoffs where – you know, I fast mean, forward to the playoffs. Yeah, after that meltdown, like which I mean, that might be you know what's the way media is portraying it. But he just he struggled in the playoffs, which is a fact. But like that just made like when Doc and Embiid both publicly humiliate the guy, like at press conferences and stuff. I think you're just ruining you're ruining this guy's ego. You're kicking him while he's down, and then now you're really ruining any trade value that you might have had, like if you had any. And now then it becomes oh like we're gonna we can't have him come back we have to trade him Simmons is like well I'm not coming back you know like you're not breaking up with me I'm breaking up with you and now like that well now every now every person in the league sees this and says well you have no leverage we're not going to offer you anything worthwhile and like it just becomes like insane stalemate where I don't know what the final conclusion of this is actually going to be now well it was a weird sequence of events because obviously I mean we're not going to go into it but he had some personal issues Simmons was dealing with before the playoffs started if you know you know and then he was playing not the best basketball going into the playoffs. And then that game seven, like you're talking about in the playoffs against the Hawks, where he, he said, oh, he, he doesn't think he could play because the Masseuse had an undisclosed, like, or um, an inconclusive COVID test. So he thinks he might have COVID and he's not ready to play. Turns out they tested him. He came back fine. But that's already, like, weird juju of, like, oh, like, I don't want to play. Like, kind of like it's, like, the anti-Kobe, you know? And yeah. Kobe was, Finding like, I'm, I'm shooting free throws on an Achilles, a torn Achilles. Like, it's everyone hyped. But so the where thing this is, is the opposite, where it's, like, you, oh, one of your best players doesn't want to play in a game seven of the semifinals of the Eastern Conference semifinals. Like, yeah. No, I think I, I totally it, – it's a tough look. But at the same time, like – so the thing is he was, like, the hack of Ben – you know, was Narrative. it full of full, full effect? effect yeah. Like they were hacking him, like at like the whole game, you know, and like he was shooting like thirty five percent from you know from the free throw line and stuff. So it's like he like it, it clearly got to his head. And like the thing is, it's like it's one thing when you're Shaq, you know, where it's like you're just so dominant to where yeah, I could make make fifty percent of my free throws, but like I don't like you know you're not insecure to where you're good. Like Ben Simmons isn't that much of an offensive player, so like. For him, to, like he doesn't, he doesn't have anything to like lean on, you know. Like if you're just getting hacked and like that's all you have, like you have, it's just, I could see it being tough for him. And like I just some, like you said, some players aren't gonna have the men, you know, mambo mentality where like no, nah, I'm gonna make you know get through it. But yeah, I, it's tough when he was getting clearly like targeted, hunted. Yeah, yeah, hunted, and like it, the like I said, the fact that you know Embiid and Doc don't really Support have his back him. Yeah. at all. 
well, or yeah, just take him out. Said. So the thing is, I think they Dak asked just Doc has Rivers, to. Can he be the the point guard of a championship team? And he said, I don't know. If so I'm the, on that team and that's my coach telling me yeah. that, give me the fuck well, out. Well, if here. I'm a coach and that's my, one of my best players, I'd be like, yeah, You're, for sure. Like, come on, dude. You that's have like, to lie. Or, you have to lie. Yeah, even if you don't believe it. Or again, going back to trade value. Like, you can't say that and then expect to be like, all right, if we're gonna trade him, like. People are gonna like you. You lose all leverage if you say he's not gonna. He's not a starting caliber. Like we already yeah. know what you think of him. So like, mm-hmm. and like you said, just as a coach, like you should have your players back. A hundred percent. There's no way you go into that press conference with anything other than support for your guys because you just lost a tough game seven. And it, like we're saying, if you want to have value for these players and still think teams are gonna want them, you can't shit on them. You can't say this was awful and we don't know where we're at right now. Like the, it just made no sense that. Doc and the thing is, if that's, come back. if that's what he, he said. He should have benched Simmons at points in that series, like where like if he's getting hunted and like he's on like a negative net like negative Plus value, minus. yeah. If he's just bad for you, like you just just bench him, you know. And Doc didn't want to bench him because it's oh it's Ben Simmons, it's a lot of baggage. But like look where but we're he at plays now. great defense. I he mean he's still great, an effective he, he's player. He's super effective. He should be for sure. out there. The, the, but the see, you just have to keep the other the... team honest. Where it's like if you're gonna do this, we're not gonna let you do this. We're gonna bench him, and then like if they keep trying, like. I mean, they still needed him out there. I feel like he had to play. Wh- whatever, like, was going on with the strategy to continue following him, like, we saw Giannis say it. Like, I've been hacked. Like, I've missed free throws. Like, that's is, the mentality you have to have. Well, Giannis, the thing with Giannis has so much more in his bag, though, that, Any like, sport, he can lean on, like, No, I know. I, I agree that Giannis is much more talented offensively. I'm just saying, for Ben Simmons to be able to just think, like, you know, like, it, it's just, it's not a good look. It's not a good look. Well, the thing with Doc Rivers... There's, is, there's equal blame. The thing about, about any sport, basketball included, it's a short-term memory, including the coach. It's if, always if, like, it, what, you, what have you done for me lately? What have you done for me lately? So even if he misses that dunk, it's on to the next one, on to the next season, on to the offseason. Uh, they're going to ask you questions about the game, obviously, that just happened. It wasn't in your favor. But you don't you don't dwell on the bad of the game. You think of the positives and the dwell, the bad that you improve on later... That's in the film room. That's in the behind closed doors. I mean, doors. that's why you, you tell, yeah, like Mike Tomlin or all these good, like, coaches are not going to, like, publicly humiliate their players. They're going to, like you said, that's for film room. That's, you know, and, like, players that are, like, leaders on their team aren't going to, like, publicly, you know, like, talk and com- complain about their teammates. Like, you do that again in the locker room. Like, Tim Duncan ain't complaining about, you know, Tony Parker Greg not missing Pop, a dunk game. Greg won't say anything. And then Greg to bring Pop. up a player, when Joel Embiid was asked, like, what That's happened what in the game, he literally said there was a sequence when someone had a chance to score, they didn't score, and the momentum shifted. Tim Duncan's not doing Everybody, that. Everybody knew and exactly I'm not, I'm what he was not, talking I'm about. I'm not saying this is all Joel Embiid's fault. I'm just saying, like... There's equal blame uh, here. There's blame to go around. There's like, a lot of elements lo- to it. There's things. a lot of elements. Another thing, I mean, obviously... Philly fans, I know your heart was in the right place, but obviously people being like, this is how you shoot when he's at the free throw line, like trying to encourage him. It was patronizing. That does, that's, yeah, that's patronizing. He would make a three, and there was a clip that Joel Embiid like sprinted over to him and like crowded him, and it was literally like Ben Simmons was not excited about it. Like it was like Treat, dude, just Treating him like a child. Treating him like he's a young, like just first day on the job type thing. So it's like as much as people were trying to say that they loved him and embraced him, like I have some understanding for why Simmons was like, I don't know that it, that's the case, you know. So I mean, that's it. So going into this year, that's where like, I don't blame Simmons like saying I'm not, I don't want to play for you. Trade me, like you guys don't totally want me. Like now I get, and now like now it comes into like he says he's not mentally ready, and like there's really no one that can confirm or deny that besides Ben Simmons, right? Like yeah. So at too, the end of the day, like we're not judging. People that. are gonna say like, oh, he's just saying this because he doesn't want to play for them. Which again, I like he said playing for this team makes him mentally unstable, and like I think it kind of makes sense. It just now it's just tough because what does Simmons want out of the situation, and I like. A trade and Daryl Moore, but like, where is he gonna go? That's a better situation than Philly. 
you know, which I mean, maybe he does want to just go to Orlando or, you know, in I mean, I was random, thinking, you know, Sacramento. Just a we'll team get to the trade talk. Right. That's the fun that's part. What I'm saying. And like, know, Daryl Morey, because Daryl Morey too. Like, I don't. I think Daryl Morey just completely fumbled the bag here. Like, <laughs> he, like he tried hold, holding it. Like, so the thing it comes down to Daryl Morey thinking he was going to get James Harden. And then he, it's, it, we don't really know. There's been mixed reporting whether he was the one that backed out, whether Houston backed out. The report that I heard was the they wanted to like include Maxi and they didn't want to include Maxi. What, what I've heard, I is, think it was like Shake, Maxi, and Simmons, and maybe like a first round like, pick, and they didn't want it. And they were like, no, Maxi. Like we will include another pick, yeah, but not Maxi. I think like I, I mean, Maxi's been great. We'll get to this, you know, that too. But like, and you know, Harden's been a little struggling. So I mean, maybe it does make sense. But I think like thinking back, I'm sure he clearly would want that trade right and like i think he's stuck on the idea that i'm gonna get someone at the level of harden so i'm waiting for damian lillard to ask out i'm waiting for bradley bill to ask out i'm so, cognitive for, dissonance and, uh, cognitive and that's the dissonance. thing is like he's it's almost like he just uh, he can't like accept, that accept he reality and like now like oh a malcolm well, brogdon think- trade is like not good enough for him you know when a malcolm brogdon on this team is gonna uh, versus if you're gonna have not have simmons the rest of this year and who knows like he said oh if it just takes all of his contract i'm not gonna trade him for under market value and you just literally waste and beats prime for nothing. Like Malcolm Brogdon, Brogdon is going to help this team. You know, any player that's on that level that might not be Malcolm Brogdon actually can't be traded. I get, he yeah, but that was an offer in the off season where yeah. Brogdon was offered, and they were like, no, oh, sure, sure, and sure. they were like, no, nah, that's not good enough. That's right, that's right, below right. Ben Simmons' value. Oh yeah, there was offers, and like now it's like now what? Like there's no way Ben Simmons' value is ever going to like get increased unless he comes back and plays at a high and level. There's no way he's coming back and playing for the 76. So team. that's so that's I am the thing. A hundred percent certain. That relationship is dead in the water. So his basically no only move is to hope a team gets desperate, right? Is another like maybe the Blazers do get desperate and say, you know what, fine, we'll give you CJ McCollum. Which again, if he accepts CJ McCollum, because that's a like lower than James Harden, or but like, or Andrew Wiggins. But he like this is the thing is like someone's nah, gonna have the to Warriors are gonna trade Andrew Wiggins. That, though. I mean, I think I, I mean I don't know. Wiggins fits their role too perfectly in I, terms I of perimeter defender. I mean, in that uh, in that Suns game, he was. Essentially shadowing Booker before he got injured. I think I and he Simmons, was doing a good I, job. I put Simmons. I rather have Simmons on Booker than Wiggins. Oh yeah, he's a better defender, but Wiggins is a way better offensive player than Simmons. Yeah, it's not even yeah, close. Yeah. And yeah. I was gonna say the thing about Daryl Morey. That's when you think you're the smartest guy in the room, you are gonna push to never look like the you made a dumb choice. Yeah, it's a hundred percent ego at this it's point. A, you can't win every trade, ego. and he's someone who has won a lot of his trades. Yeah, he's won a lot of his trades, and he usually he is a smart guy. And like I said, Daryl Morey is a, big a smart trade guy too. Like this is this is like a legacy defining trade. Like I, I'm not surprised if he is like thinking about it like this, where it, this is a big deal, and I'm not just gonna settle. You can't like, waver. Yeah, but like again, like in the moment, you can't waste Joel Embiid's prime and just not get anybody. Or you have to. I mean, now that's why he's trying to backtrack and like, no, 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 we want Simmons. You can come back. We want to keep you. We want. We can win a team like championship with this team. And now it's like. No one believes that, dude. You know, like you, Dead in the like, water. you already Dead like showed your water. hand. You showed your hand. Simmons sees right through it. Every other GM sees right through it. So now it's just a matter of like, what does Simmons want? Is he really gonna sit out, continue getting fined, and just like is basketball is not a part of his life anymore, or is he just hoping that Murray finally accepts a trade that? Rich Paul has said publicly that it's not about like, I don't know, the money or anything. He just wants to play and he doesn't want to play for this team. And honestly, after what Doc Rivers said, totally get it. It's insane to me that Daryl Morey did not think about firing Doc Rivers after he said what he said. 
Because you can't say that about your second or third best player. You can't do that unless you're trading that player, and that didn't happen. No. <laughs> so and that's why all I, in on firing Doc. <laughs> I, I, I'm, I mean, I'm one of the biggest Doc haters. I don't like I saying think anybody I should know. be fired, but that's just the reality. I'm no, just a straight-up Doc hater. You can't hater. badmouth your employees and expect it not to come back to you. It's just, yeah, bad, just Been a HR Doc hater move. for a while. <laughs> Terrible leadership. Like, you can't you can't realistically expect someone to want to work for you when you say, well, it's I don't like, know if they could Think about it us. in your personal life. Your boss is like, yeah, this guy sucks. See you on Monday. I don't think he's going to get it done. So Able yeah. or Joe is gonna be able to be there for me when I need them in the fourth quarter. Like, no, man, then I don't want to yeah. work for you. See, that, so you this goes back. Uh, like, I mean, obviously, like Jimmy Butler was a big part of it, just on the court. But like, even off the court, like, uh, say, say that happens with Jimmy Butler. Like, I don't, he's not going to the press conference and like throwing Simmons under the bus, you know. No. So I almost feel like they need. And if like, he did, it would for sure be a joke. It'd be like, yeah, if, you know, whatever. Yeah. It wouldn't. It wouldn't be as. No, but, but Butler would have been like, look, I, I probably should have played defense on sure, that. Or I, sh- or I should have been more open yeah. or something. It's all you know? on us. It's all yeah, on us. It's yeah, all, yeah. It's all on me. It's all on me. It's all on me. It's not a one-person fault. It's a collective. Yeah, that's why. They just they need an adult in that room, which it's supposed to be the coach. It's supposed to be Doc. And that's and why this is a saga, because yeah. it goes back to Brett Brown, and it goes back to Colangelo, and yeah. having fucking Elton burner accounts, and Elton Brand, all these things that it's like, if Markel Fultz, Every step, all these weird they get, players. If they, get, if, they Domino, got Tatum, if they get Tatum instead of Markel Fultz and Simmons is the third guy, like this is a whole other thing. They don't even have to trade for Jimmy. Like if Markel Fultz just works out and is the number one pick, and like Simmons is again is just the backup. But know, the thing the is, guy. like Simmons when he got drafted and when Markel Fultz got drafted, he was the point guard. You know, so and it's they were like, both looked at as like I mean Simmons really was like a, is like a wing. That I, they, I know, like, but, but, but they started guard. him at point guard when Fultz got drafted because it was only LSU. his second season. It was a sophomore season because they had back-to-backs, no? Or was it yeah. a year in between? Simmons redshirted his first year because he was injured. They both were okay, rookies so the same year. Year. Okay, so yeah, that's what I'm saying. So it was back-to-back. And so there, it really made more sense to get a wing, even even if it was just more shooting and Markel Fultz. So obviously Markel Fultz was like the number one prospect. Every draft board had him number one. But realistically, in terms of need, this one might have been well, one the time where they, like they, the need was shooting. Well, that's why they didn't Mar- think Tatum well, is a better out of college. Tatum was a way better shooter than Fultz. Yeah, Fultz was well, a playmaker. Fultz, Fultz was a good, he had was like a a good four, jump shot. He was like forty percent yeah, part of the but, saga because but, but he was going to be a good but player. His, a lot of his he jump was, shot, he was forty percent. Was like was like mid range jump shot. But he was forty percent from three. He was forty percent from three at Washington. He was he was looked at as like the form looks good, the shot looks good. This could happen. And obviously, like you're saying, he was more of a guard than Tatum was, but the shot was there, and he just. Got I mean, the Simmons, hits, bro. This is this is all like documented that yeah. the Markel Fultz thing is the most insane thing in this like whole thing. And bro. that's the thing that how He's like literally Simmons, Simmons just got like a stray shot from this almost because Simmons or because Fultz didn't yeah, work Sim- out. Right, Simmons has gotten a free pass up until now because it's like, all right, now <laughs> this is another chapter in this yeah. is just fucking tragedies essentially. Yeah, honestly, honestly. <laughs> and the continuous fumbling of the bag. Yeah, man. <laughs> I mean the that, process is. I mean that's the thing is like the, like they t- like that's what just it's so hard to build a team. They had There's so no many shots, way. you know, and like yeah. they just they got lucky that they hit on Simmons and Embiid after like six years, you know. Right. And but like, what free agency hits have they had? Well, free agency whiffed they, they, on whiffed on keeping Jimmy. They got Al Horford extensions. They got Al Horford. They whiffed. cut Tobias Harris. And, yeah, Al Horford is one of the worst they contracts. Cut, yeah. Somehow they traded it, but it was one of the worst contracts. They've whiffed on every free agency pretty much since. Embiid has been around. They haven't gotten anyone that... It, Jimmy Butler was the most clear-cut, let's keep this guy, but obviously they fumbled that bag as well. Yeah. And so at this point, 
what is the front office doing well? What what have they done well in the process besides well, tank and get into a first overall pick? Yeah. And they've still not had the best first overall pick. What did Embiid go three? Three was literally Embiid going three because of his injury. I mean, issues. well, this yeah, is like this, this is like four yeah, like it's regimes. Completely different regimes at this point. This but like, yeah. like, that's why it's a like saga Hinky, they like can't it was get Sam, it right. Sam Hinky, uh, Hinky, like I was at like you started the process, but then like Colangelo comes in at like the end, but then he you know gets slandered about his collar, so he loses his job, and then... He's El- running a burner El- account. Brand- I mean, be specific. Yeah. He's literally <laughs> running a burner account, trashing players. Yeah, like, trashing players. Saying, saying completely Play- inappropriate shit. Wife was involved, too, yeah. Players would, like, or people would comment on Twitter be like, man, this guy's collar's just a little big. You'd be like, you know what? His collar's not that big. Go <laughs> <laughs> find another slant. And yeah. it's like with a burner account. Like, that's, just, I think that's what tipped people off. Like, wait, fake news. I think this might be Colangelo. Yeah. <laughs> Could not be more embarrassing. So that's, that's, that's part of this saga, too, where he... That just, but it's like you live and you learn. This is like... The most random, like, like you couldn't write this stuff up for the Philly the last yeah, like ten years. It's basically. a fucking Mike Sure comedy, bro. This isn't a fucking. Because then they get Elton Brand. Gonna, they're, gonna, they're gonna make the big short movie, but for the Sixers yeah, saga, right. the process. Yeah. yeah. Sooner or later, I, I, the one money day. Moneyball situation. Yeah, Moneyball situation, but backwards. Yeah. <laughs> instead yeah. of instead of you know the A's getting better, the Sixers got worse <laughs> or more dysfunctional. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely more dysfunctional. Yeah, but I mean, all right. So we we agree. Simmons is probably not going to come back this year. At this I don't point, know. I don't know, dude. I, don't... I, I would put it at one percent, man. I would if probably Vegas... put it at low. And if they do, I don't think there's going to be any chemistry in terms of then. I think Maxi has really emerged into more of a true point guard that fits with the team in terms of his shooting, in terms of his spacing, in terms of his ball handling and playmaking. Sure, the defense lacks a little bit because you lose Simmons, but they still have good defenders in Thibel. They still have. I mean, Tobias Harris is not the best defender, but he's a, he's an it's okay a defender. Body. He's a, yeah, he's a good defender down low, and he can he can switch onto wings if he needs to. They also Embiid got the minivan. The minivan from uh, Utah, George Niang. <laughs> Niang, Niang yeah. has a lot of shooting. Yeah, Danny he's, Green he's is a little the floor. three and D. Seth Curry spaces the floor. So at this point, I mean, should we get to the fun part and start talking about trades, or should we continue a little bit of as to what this team has right now and what it needs, and if Simmons can actually fit with well, Maxi getting more of a role? The thing is, I think they need anything, you know, like yeah, like they, this team they just is need so cl- this team is so they close to, to being competitive. Chips. Okay, yep. a Popeye's so, chicken so, sandwich. So like I, anything that could help them on the court, anything like they get any. Like I said, I think Brogdon, CJ McCollum. Like you're gonna have to recalibrate, but like if you can trade Simmons and get just anything that can help, I mean, sure, you're like again, you, if you want this defense, it's gonna be I think a little harder to find someone. Like you're not gonna find like the perfect fit, I don't think. But I think they're just so close to where they just can't get it, keep getting a zero. You know? Well, I think they're holding on to that identity of like we're the best defensive team in the league. And we want to but continue not. that. It really Simmons is. But they don't. They can defense. pivot off of that. They can become an offensive team. That's what and I'm that's saying. why. I mean, if we're gonna talk, if we're gonna talk about the trades. My favorite trade is probably. Well, I got two favorite trades. It's either get D'Angelo Russell from the T Wolves or get De'Aaron Fox from the Kings. So I, I two teams that are underperforming, two big contracts to match up with Simmons' big contract, and two guys that can shoot, space the floor, play make are essentially stars in the league at this point. I, I, mm. Russell's on the verge. But Russell's been playing really well so far this season when he's been healthy. I don't, I don't know if healthy. I like Russell. I mean, I love that from the but, T-Wolves uh, so perspective. So you'd rather have Brogdon than Russell? Obviously, it can't I've, happen. I would, I would rather have Brogdon than Russell. Yeah, he's, he's an adult in the room. Player. He knows how to – he's a 100% get, get you assists. He's not a pass-first guy, but that could also get his shot when he needs to. He's definitely way more efficient. 
Like, he's definitely better defensively. I think he's just a, a better player than Russell. Well, once again, Brogdon, we can't talk about because you just got extended. He's, he's got extended, yeah, so I don't think they can so. wait. Yeah, I think they have to wait till like, the offseason or at the end of the year. But I, I just – Russell, I just – he only scores, so it's like if he has a bad, sc- like we've seen it with the Wolves. Like if he doesn't he's got score, good assist numbers, he average, average he's okay. assists a game. But he like, just it's needs just to like, lean into that. He just, I mean, I guess it's, it'll be similar. But like, and when he's you're gonna play the two. Like, he's gonna play the two, so he'll essentially like be their scoring guy. He can't. He's too small to play the two. He's not. He, that's why I don't think Maxi and Russell are a I mean, good backcourt. He's not that small. I don't think Maxi and Russell is a good backcourt. He's court. such a minus defender. It's like, it's it's gonna be tough. To that's what I'm saying. Like you got to change the identity. You can have on the wing, you could have Tybo be the shutdown defender. You can have him be down low, be the shutdown defender. If you just have shooters around him, change it into a more offensive like, minded Russell's team. He's not like a, like a catch and shoot guy. He's like an ISO guy. And I think he's more of a ball stopper. He could be a, he could be a pretty, in my opinion, he's a good catch and shoot guy. I mean, I he's, he, he, he obviously. Could do it. When he was with the Warriors, he could do it. It wasn't a perfect fit, but. Yeah, he played well with the Warriors. He's played well on every team. The thing is, he's been kind of injured. And at this point, Anthony Edwards and his play style are kind of overlapping. Overlapping, And Anthony Edwards is a younger, oh, more they fun need player. So they, like, I, think I love this it for the makes sense. It makes sense for both teams. Like you said, I don't think Simmons' value is going to go higher. I mean, Russell is on the verge enough of being a star where they could be able to do it. They could be able to pull off, and this might be the best value that they're going to get. I mean, what's a, what's a, what's a player that's a better value than Russell or De'Aaron Fox? De'Aaron Fox is like reaching for the stars. De'Aaron Fox De'Angelo. is a better version of Russell. Yeah, me. yeah, it's reaching for the stars, though, because the Kings going to trade De'Aaron Fox. Well, I mean, I, they I should. I would also just say De'Aaron Fox is very duplicative of also what Tyrese Maxey does, so I don't know that that's totally a, a trade that makes sense. You have two 6'2 guards then in your starting lineup that do pretty much the same thing. If we're talking about overlap, that's pretty overlap. Yeah, but that, yeah. that was that's a more clear case of Maxi coming off the bench a little bit more. That's I don't know if they need another point guard. Like I uh, think they need a they just need another, another shooter. Like a wing. They just and B need just a, needs shooting and defense. So whoever they can get to shoot and defend. So you're saying they'll they'll trade Simmons for like a three and D guy instead of like a star? So you'd rather I have mean, the three and D guy over D'Angelo Russell. They're not getting Russell. a star. They're not over getting D'Angelo a star. Russell, you'd rather have a three and D guy. If they can get D'Angelo Russell. I mean, there's not really a three and D guy that's like available. I just don't know how they get a like someone that can score like, like D'Angelo like Andrew, Russell. It's Andrew Wiggins. Up. Like that's the piece they need, and he's not like not that available. good. And like I don't. I mean, I think I. I don't know. I think they would consider giving up Wiggins. For okay, would you rather have J- you'd rather have Jeremy Grant than D'Angelo Russell? Yeah, I think I would. I, I think he's a, he's a little overlap with he overlaps Harris, with Tobias, but he's but, a better shooter than like Tobias. Th- but they're they're like switchable. He's a better defender too. He's a better shooter and defender. They're than both Tobias like Harris. fours though. Like. There might be that I don't know if either of them are like ideal threes or the guard threes, but like I think that I would, that's the piece I would like honestly. Jeremy Grant, like I mean I don't know like that's why it's tough. There's not a ton of people available. Jeremy Grant Sadiq Bay is like the only one that I feel like makes sense. Otherwise, I don't think they would do Sadiq Bay and Jeremy Grant. I think Jeremy Grant is plausible. I mean Siakam, Sadiq Bay is. I mean. Cade's not having the best year so far, and Sadiq Bey looks like their best prospect slash player at this point. No, it's still Cade Cunningham. For sure, it's still Cade Cunningham. Cade I think Cunningham. it's Isaiah Stewart. According to... If we're talking about Logan Paul's potential contenders, right? <laughs> if, if, if he was on the Detroit Lions, then I think then, yeah, yeah, he'd yeah, be the best yeah, prospect yeah, for the Detroit Lions, yeah, for true. sure. <laughs> no, it, it's a lot to give up for uh, Detroit, but I feel like that's what more he's going to want. I don't think he just takes Grant. And, I mean, maybe he just has to accept that he's just going to get Grant. 
But that's what I'm saying. So you'd rather have Grant over like D'Angelo Russell? I think so. Or De'Aaron Fox? Because I think D'Angelo Russell is probably Fo- not I mean, De'Aaron Fox is a, a lot of overlap with Maxi, but I think I just might take the chance, the talent of Fox, and just see if I can make it work. But if you're not getting Fox, I think Grant is really like. So right now I got Jeremy Grant, Josh Jackson, Killian Hayes, first round pick. Yeah, I think that ben Simmons. that is not obviously the best package. Maybe not Maury, a first-round pick. Maury but. has to deal with it. I feel like that's that's the best they're going to get, and they can still contend with that type of roster. It's just not. You, it just it's tough. You know, it's, it's obviously way tougher. You know, like it's just like they're not getting Aaron Gordon. They're not getting. I mean, who who's like a two-way guy? You know, like they're not getting any good two-way. Siakam guys. is like the thing guy that's like kind of like hanging. Siakam's out. still oh. coming back from this injury though. He's not. Siakam's playing well though. He's been don't, solid. Yeah, yeah, don't don't take away from Siakam. I know, he's but it's like well. there's no way to think that he's like for sure. He's been solid. I just, I mean, if Mori wants to do it, then Mori wants to do it. I just don't know. I think Siakam probably is because you're gonna get again. It's just overlap with Tobias, so it's like, I mean, if you have Siakam and B, that's like. Probably the best defensive front court Four, you have. So like, I you just have to just hope Roll Tobias could just yeah guard threes and just yeah just go with the punches. But I the think, lack of three point shooting with those two. I mean, if Siakam can be a, an effective three point shooter, the Raptors shooter. with Simmons, Barnes, OG, like you're just the, so switchable. You can switch on anything. Like you're just straight up all three guys playing the Spider Man meme against each yeah, other. Yeah, I think that also makes sense for the the Raptors. I mean, especially what they're trying to do. And like there. Nick yeah. Nurse yeah, and I mean, the Raptors, Scotty Barnes is essentially taking over Siakam's because, role like, in a little bit. Same thing with OG. Yeah, because I just think, like, the team taking on Simmons is, like, a lot, you know? That's a huge story. That's huge. Baggage. You're getting, like, it's a lot of baggage. So it's, like, think about, like, when, like, you know, the Patriots get, like, Antonio Brown. Oh, okay, it's just the Patriots. Versus when Antonio Brown, if he goes signed with the Raiders, people are like, oh, that's, everyone's got to talk about it. It's a big thing. But, like, oh, the Patriots, all right, you know? That's why I feel like Nick Nurse has that sort of. Well, the Bucks. Look at him. Just, he's fine on the Bucks besides the fake COVID card. Yeah, that's know? why and no one even talks it about it because yeah. it's Tom Brady. Yeah. That's why once you have, like, some sort of credibility, people don't, the baggage is a way less of a volume. So I feel like if he goes to, like. Well, it's it's a scale balance, you know? Like, yeah, you're fucking up over here, but then you, like, got, you got Tom Brady that's doing everything right, you know? That's why I it's think, like, yeah. You're fucking up over here, but you got Nick Nurse kind of making everything right. But so like, it's like if difference. Simmons goes to the Warriors, it's just like that's you're getting asked questions about you know Simmons every day or the Bright or lights. the Lakers or Clippers. If he, if he goes to the Raptors, like it's like like you know just it's all the glamour of a big market, but also it's not in like, Canada, it's not the same. The but that's why, like, if he goes, if Simmons went to the and Knicks, Canadians are nice, they won't even say shit to him. No, nah, like, yeah, I mean no, they'll definitely support him. <laughs> I feel would, like that like we're saying, get him next be time, Ben. Yeah, be like good job, buddy. Yeah, definitely a complete opposite of like Philly. Drake right? will take mad pictures of them. They could have like the best defense in the league if they had all three of those guys between OG Barnes and Simmons. I just is is Maury going to pull the trigger? He he just seems like he's sitting on his hands, bro. I don't know what he's expecting. I mean, the thing is we got to we got to he has to realize he's not going to get picks. He's going to have to go for the best player available, which is either going to be in, in our scenarios. I mean, if you Pascal get Jeremy Siakam, Grant, Jeremy Grant and obviously D'Angelo Russell, I think you guys disagree. But I think those I like, like I like players. Russell more than Fox, so yeah, I think I, Russell. Russell's a, a good fit. I just I would like. I mean, I'm just gonna try for more, but like that's not the worst, you know. But at this point, I think those get. are the only three things that are attainable, and it looks like it's gonna be a straight up swap. Besides Jeremy Grant, because his contract's like I think 18 mil compared to I think Simmons is 33 mil, so he they'd have to include more pieces. So obviously, if you get Jeremy Grant, you probably can get a little more upside. You could probably get Killian Hayes, who's not played well. Josh Jackson, who's just a role player you know he's just a guy he's just a body 
and s- compared to Russell and Siakam, it's going to be a one-on-one swap. The contracts match up essentially, but no picks. I don't think like they're going to be able to get any picks. I, I mean, know that, that was a so big that's deal the thing, breaker. It depends. Like it, things are way more dynamic during the season where like teams might get desperate. Like again, you know, like if 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 Dame really says, "Yo, I'm about to leave." Like do something. The Blazers might let's give you McCollum, or if they just you know what, let's just get rid of Dame. Like that's what more is hoping. Think, but that's do you like, think? But do you think McCollum and a pig is better than Siakam or Jeremy Grant? It's like the same. I think he's probably better than Grant. I think he's a better fit. Uh, Siakam, I think I'd I probably rather have Siakam just because the defensive. But like I mean, that's the thing is like all these guys are B level guys. Probably not going to be a lottery pick because if the Blazers trade for Simmons. That they would do that to take elevate them to the next yeah. level to get a better record, and yeah. so it would be outside of the lottery. So at this point, like, what does the pick I mean, even matter? Take I mean, the if best anything, player available. You're taking like a pick like way in the future. At that point, like, why does it matter? I mean, yeah, you could not have the job you're, anymore. You're clearly in a win now situation, or else you would just hold out Ben Simmons. I mean, Embiid in the prime of his career hasn't really been too injured. I mean, he's obviously had COVID. And that hurt him a little bit, but it hasn't been anything with his knees, anything with his ankles, anything with his I mean, lower he's been body. Relatively healthy this like, year, yeah. His whole contract, I think, for the most part. Well, like, last year, last year he got injured. I mean, he's for got a significant he's got, amount he's of time. He's, he's got a share a of guy. injuries, but it's not like he's. I wouldn't consider him any more injury prone than like the your normal, average big your man. average big man. Yeah, like he's gonna miss a chunk of the games, but like it's not like he's missing half the season every year. Like Zion has looked so far, you know? So it's like, I mean, Embiid, you, you, the clock is ticking, you know? Like, he's almost 30 at this point. Like, you don't realize how old he is. But, like, I just feel like they have to, like, he doesn't have much time left, you know? Like, so I think they have to either get Simmons back in the building, raise Not his value, <laughs> work on him to, of, like, being productive for this team, or they just have to trade him and get anything for him. But, like, again, this is just a, such a clusterfuck of, like, what – Maury has done to like he just put himself in a tough situation where he has to accept either lower value or he's just gonna have to like you said sit on his hands and wait for for the trade deadline to, like, perfect yeah. trade that's not gonna for, come yeah, that's, and if, if you wait till the trade deadline that's when like oh you're really gonna be desperate <laughs> yeah you know like so right now is kind of that perfect window for you to get some value out of him before, like, people are like, oh, right, he's really not going to play. Do you think he won't? He, you think he go the whole year without trading him? You think he would just go the, past the trade deadline and just have him sit out the whole year? Just seems like such a, a fail of a season. I mean, for team. both sides, I think I, it's hard to see Simmons just, uh, like, throwing away a year of his prime, his No, career. Simmons could do it. Simmons Maury, doesn't give a fuck. He's definitely in Joker mode, bro. And his that man's burning status. that shit down. Yeah, he does not care. I don't know. It's just, it's tough for both sides. I think Simmons eventually is going to break. I think he's going to have to come back. But the thing is, when he comes back, if his head's not in the game, if he's going through the motions, <laughs> how good is he going to be? How good is he going to be? He's going to play defense, and he's probably going to shoot five shots for four points. He's probably going to average four ten. With like three steals and like five assists. Everybody knows what it's a terrible stat line. I guess he's gonna make an impact. He's gonna make an impact. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying. I think it does nothing to increase or decrease. It pretty much kind of reinforces just how like it's gonna scare people more. Being like, okay, if he ever gets unhappy, this is how he's gonna play. Yeah, he's gonna play like a like a half-ass version. I'm just saying for him on a personal level, is he really just gonna sit out the whole year? If it's for Philadelphia. I think on a personal level, he's dealing through a lot, man. Oh yeah, no, I mean, we talked like about I said, it. we're not. If you know, you know, we're not going to go into it. But he had some personal issues. Obviously, a lot of pressure on him from all sides, fans. So the thing is, he said a month before the season started that I am mentally stable and I am ready for the season. And then 
two days into the season, he's like, I'm not mentally ready. And the thing is, I don't blame him because like, we've all agreed that the yeah. Sixers front office and coaching staff have not handled this correctly and like yeah. it's very understandable to see why he feels so alienated yeah. but like it's just weird that he did say he was mentally ready direct quote i am mentally like ready to go yeah a month before the season but the timing to that can be can be spoken to a lot of things and how like just sports in general well, we're not ready and to he have might just be telling people what they want to hear yeah so that's we're not ready to have it so like, like he, when he was asked before he probably wasn't like yeah i want to tell you guys i'm fucked up i don't yeah. you know what i'm saying like now he's like you know what now that it's it kind of does fit my narrative, like I'm gonna say it, you know. So it's like, it bad faith would make you think like this is uh, not an honest portrayal of how he feels. But, but I, think I mean, it is. I don't know. Like it, the reports of him, like he just showed up like a week before the, the season started and of the facility, and then like all the reports of him at practice were like he was not in it. They told oh, him yeah. to do drills, and no, he was like, "No, I'm not he, doing drills." Dude, the only like, reason he, he showed up, he, oh, they he kicked was, him out of practice. The only yeah. reason he showed up was because he was fined up to 1.5 million yeah. before the day he showed up to showing, practice. I'm just here so I don't get fined. 1.5 million, and then he showed up to practice. All that went down. Doc Rivers told him to go home because he didn't want to participate in a defensive drill. And then he was able to say justifiably, I showed up. Y'all told me to leave. My mental health isn't good. You can't take away my pain anymore because my mental health is fucked up. And y'all are the reason for that. So he orchestrated this. If you want to be cynical, that's how it played out, dude. He was getting fined. He's like, this needs to stop. He he obviously blinked. You know, it was a game of yeah. chicken. And now he he's blinked. treating it like an injury. And now he's like, treating hey, it like an I'm injury. In, I'm injured. I, it's, you know, but like they still find him because he didn't show, go with them on a road trip. Yep. And, and he had like, to prove and that he, he was getting therapy. Yeah. Which is another pretty took, fucked up. It thing, took a while, honest. like for them. He it's was not uh, fair was, for the Sixers to do that. Yeah, personally, like, show us that you're going to therapy. Well, I mean, well, it's well, a toxic job. Well, they were the doctors. The thing is, they were well, they were they were trying to get him to work with their own pe- the doctors and trying right, to help right, him, right. and then he was refusing. And then they're yes. like, "Well, you can't say you're mentally not ready to play and refuse all the help." And then he started finally working with their like their people. But like, it took a while to get to that point, and that's why like it was still inappropriate for them to demand this if he said that he was. You know, obviously the relationship is well. He's trying. To help them though. There. Well, their, their team, their team is like, all right, you're not re- mentally re- like. What? All right, you, it's the same thing with Kawhi. You're like, uh, your leg's injured. Well, let's help you with your leg. And Kawhi's like, no, I want to get my leg checked out by my own doctors, my own people, and like. But it's another situation where the trust isn't there. So if you don't trust the team doctors, let's say the team doctors right. have a bad history of mishandling situations. I'm just saying from the team perspective, it would be valid though, to get your own doctor so you don't get re-injured, so you I mean, don't sure. mess up your career. I'm sure. I'm just saying, like Joe said, it's it's very easy to see where like a potential like bad faith look at bad this. faith of where Simmons is coming from, and to say, and to of. say like yeah, like well, let, we're trying to help. Like call his bluff. Say all right, we're trying. Let's help you. We'll get you back on the court as soon as you can. Let's help you. We'll get you looked at. And he's like, no, no, I don't want to. But if your heart's not in the right place, if you're doing it to just well, be that's like, I was right, I was right. Well, that's, that's what I'm not, saying. That's not, he that's just that's doesn't want to be there at the team. That's what I'm saying. But that's yeah, kind of how it is. That's the larger issue. He doesn't want anything to do with anything Philadelphia 76ers related. So they, they did this then, to themselves. They alienated him. They, they did. Like, they didn't trade him for Harden, and like they so okay, but that part, that part specifically, Ben Simmons could have handled that better as a professional. If we're going to be critical was, of Simmons in any way, okay, he was one of the best player defensive players of the rest of the rest of the year. Mm, his season definitely was a little bit rockier after that. I feel like towards the end of the year when he started the last month when he's dealing with personal issues, yeah, yeah, yeah. he started tanking the season. So he was a professional, but, but it still, it he still was, was weird he that was, there was so many stories about how he was like not happy, and it was like, dude, this is a business. You're gonna get. He still showed up traded. and was probably no, know, one of, but, if not the best defensive players of the year last year. I mean, for sure he was. So that's what I'm I saying is he showed up. He gave an effort. Like, that's why I'm not going to say, like, 
he I think he handled it as professionally as he could. I think what he really like hurt him is like them talking the shit team, to him. When when he's him. at his lowest point, not making free For throws, sure. instead totally of acceptable. getting his back. Like I said, so like what I think Jimmy would have done or right. any other professional, you know, Tim Duncan, like instead his team completely shits on him so it's like i get why he's like you know what all right you don't have my back i don't have your back like yeah it's an all for one one for all thing and you don't have you're not in this for with me so it's like yeah. why am i going to be this with you so like i totally get both sides of the situation and that's why like if he is just gonna play like i'm hurt i'm still gonna get paid i'm finessing the sixers like i mean whatever get your bag, bro you know get, get your, your bag. bag it just sucks for the sixers and i think like i said it's maury kind of did this to himself i don't know what he's gonna do i mean what he's gonna do is gonna trade him hopefully and for, hopefully he's listening so to this. They need to do something. Embiid's in his prime. There's no way they could waste this year. I mean, before Joel Embiid got hurt, they were like a top five team, number one offense somehow. They were the number one seed last year, dude. They're 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 a great roster. They're still missing one piece. So to not fucking pull the trigger, I don't know. Maury's gonna be kicking himself. So hopefully they do it. I mean, this is obviously something that we're gonna keep watching. Joel Embiid is gonna lead this team as far as they can go, but until they get him a little bit more support. We got to look at them as as simply just just a playoff team and not a contender. Yeah, hundred percent agree. They're definitely not a playoff team. They're definitely, I mean, they're they might be a play in team, play in playoff, play in playoff team, but and B deserves more. Yes, the city of Philly deserves more. Absolutely, Doc Rivers doesn't deserve more, and probably <laughs> neither does Daryl Morey. Oh, but I say. They have to do something, and I'm excited for them to see what the Sixers team is because in terms of being one piece away, if they do get one of the guys that we mentioned, I do think that they can be on that championship level because I mean, that's the thing they're is, getting a star. We're talking about B-level guys, but all it takes, I mean, Embiid's good enough to where you give him another, just a B-level guy, Jeremy Grant, Siakam, CJ McCollum, Darren Fox. I mean, Darren Fox is like an A-level guy, but like... The way he's a played minus, this year, though, the a, way his I value is the lowest. I that's think that's why. because they have like four guards on that team that are sure, all. They sure. got too many chefs in the kitchen. And in that, that the, we've talked about it. The Kings are the most cursed franchise in the NBA. Yeah, so that's so. why I think get him out of Sacramento might be doing him. But either yeah. way, like it's just all step low, step lower than Harden. So that's the thing is like yep. it's not as shooting for the stars, but at the same time, it just any Embiid's good enough to where you give them any, give him any of these guys. I think he'll be. He'll make it work. He, he'll I mean, Embiid is arguably. One Jokic, of the top Jok- five players in the league. You know? Top five players, top Arguably two the center. Best. Him and Jokic yep. are one and two, and one A and one B. You know, thankfully they're on the opposite sides of the conference. Yeah. Each conference gets a good center. This conference gets a good center. <laughs> yeah. But I, I don't think we have anything more to say about the Sixers. It's been real. Catch us on the next one. Follow us on everything, and we'll continue the saga. I'm sure down the road because the trade is coming. Yeah, yep, definitely. Yep. Peace, peace. Happy basketball. Later. Mm-hmm. Hey, hey.